Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. Uh, all you visitors, I'm glad you're here. I hope that if you're coming to Rome and you're going to spend a semester or a couple years, uh, you know where to go to church. This is a great church, and uh, I'm, I'm shocked that a little bit of rain stops people from coming to church. Usually, you can't get a chair in this church, and uh, for some reason, there's chairs. So, um, don't look th- like this is uh, good, but there's no more rain. So, uh, how many glad you're here? Wait a minute, wait a minute. How many glad you're here? How, how, how many glad you're breathing today? Some of you aren't even glad you're here or you're not glad you're breathing. I'm a, uh, uh, there's an old song. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Boom. All right, but see, some of you are so young, you ain't got it. You got to get happy. Make yourself, tell, man, I'm in God's house today. I'm going to be happy. There's enough garbage outside, Right? So when you come in God's house, you should be happy. Look at your neighbor and say, get happy. Some of you don't obey one thing I say. But I hope you obey what I'm going to teach you today. I'm going to talk to you about heaven. This is our third week of getting to heaven. How many believe in heaven? Uh, This is a participation style message. This pastor loves interaction. And, um, you know, when, when I say something that you agree to, in America, normally when I preach, and in India, not India, let's, let's go Africa's, uh, all the African countries, when I say something that somebody likes, they don't just go, yay, they stand up and say, yay. In this church, you just say, yay. Okay, so let's, let's make some advancements in those areas. You know, our theme for this entire month is heaven. It's a place prepared. And someday, if you love God and you live for God, you're going to go to heaven. Only 10 of you believe that? If you love God and live for God, you're going to go to heaven. Is it? Well, somebody's finally agreeing. You say, why should I be vocal about that? The world needs to know that. If you can't be vocal in this room, how, are you, how can I believe you're going to be vocal outside? So today I'm going to teach you that and help you understand that. Our theme for this year is this is where amazing happens and this month is a place prepared called heaven. And our Bible verse, which was read to you by the student today, is John chapter 14, verse number 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's Jesus talking. Where he is, there you get to be. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. Wherever Jesus is, that's where I want to be. Hello? Well, there's a devil. That's the other side. So... You want to go be with him? Oh, now I'm going to get some vocal out of this room. I mean, you got, you got options here. 
Now, I'll pick the option of heaven, and if you want to pick the option of hell, that's your business. But hopefully, I'm going to convince you to go to heaven. Because if you're not on your way to heaven, you're on your way the other place. This month, the messages have been about heaven. They will encourage you. They're supposed to encourage you as a follower of Christ. At the same time, they're to help instruct you about how to help others know that heaven is going to be amazing. Our first week, we answered the questions. Normally, I never preach a message where I'm asking the question. I'm usually given the answer, but I felt that it was important to ask you a question. Maybe that's your question. Is heaven a real place? And I asked the question as my point number one, and, and hopefully I gave you a good answer that yes. And when do I get to go to heaven was my second question. Well, the Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So at my death, if I know Christ, I'm going to heaven. Hello? I'm just telling you. Last week, Pastor Wayne helped you in the encouraging part of getting yourself to heaven. So if Jesus is preparing a place for us, and when you read about heaven in the Bible, as she was standing there today, I thought, man, I should have her open the scriptures to read all those scriptures, hundreds of scripture verses about heaven. They're in the Bible for a reason, because they're to help us know the truth. Jesus said, I'm the truth. I'm the way. In other words, where Jesus is, there's where I want to go. And if he's preparing a place, remember our theme, the place, if he's preparing a place for me, for you, the believer, then that place is called heaven. If he is doing that, then there needs to be a way to get there. So today I want to take those as steps. I'll give you two steps. First step on getting to heaven is to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You want to go to heaven? Have a personal relationship with Jesus. We know because of what the Bible says, in order to get to heaven that you must be a follower of Christ. So there was this guy in the Bible, it's found in John chapter 3, his name is Nicodemus. And I want to read this few verses so that you know that there are people like you that ask questions like we're asking. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God. No one could perform the signs you're doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Verily, truly I tell you, No one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. How can someone be born 
when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. In other words, born again. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. There's a man that came to Jesus at night. Now, the reason he came to Jesus at night was he was afraid of what everybody else was going to think and why would you come to Jesus? And he asked him this very important question, how can I be born again? Now, to me, the big thing here is that Nicodemus knew a lot of information. Sometimes there's people that sit in my sermons and sit in our churches that they don't know a lot of information. They've not been taught the Bible since they were young. They started getting the information when they got older. But there is not a prerequisite in the Bible at what age you should come to the Lord. Thank God for some of us that came to the Lord when we were older. And thank God for the children that can come to the Lord at a young age. Now, if we'd all back up our lives, there'd be some times in our lives we'd say, I'd like to do those chapters over. Hello? Wait a minute. Am I in the right room again? There were some times that you'd say, man, if I could have a do-over, that period of time, I would have some do-overs because I made some mistakes. God is a forgiving God. Nicodemus comes to the Lord and says, you know, I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Jesus is very direct with Nicodemus. It's amazing how that Nicodemus' name almost preceded him. Because he was already very wise. He was already knowledgeable of the scripture. He was already a leader in the religious world. But he comes to Jesus because he must think there's something more than just having the head knowledge. There must be something more Jesus was trying to explain to him, you've got to have a personal relationship. Jesus must live in your life and you must be striving to live for Jesus. So I made a little list that I wanted to put together of what maybe Nicodemus's characteristic or types of questions that somebody may ask. So, just because you are religious, you don't get to go to heaven. 
you look at Nicodemus' story, it was already declared he was religious. Just because you come to church doesn't mean you get to go to heaven. Just because you give money to the church, you don't get to go to heaven. Just because you read the Bible doesn't mean you get to go to heaven. Wow, pastor. That's why you're being real quiet right now. (laughs) Just because you say that you are a Christian doesn't mean you get to go to heaven. And just because for all you watching around the world, you watch these sermons online or somebody else's sermons online doesn't mean you get to go to heaven. Now, nobody can walk out of here and nobody can not listen to thousands of people that are watching right now in their room, in their, wherever they live, whatever, they're watching. Nobody can say that that guy did not speak truth today. Because what happens with the gospel message is this. The Nicodemuses of this world who are well-educated, a leader already in the church, knows that there's an emptiness, there's a void in his life. Something has not fulfilled him. And he knows he's got the million-dollar question. I'm coming to you, Jesus, with a very important question. And when he asks this question, he knows that the words that are coming out of Jesus' mouth is going to be the answer for his life. These words will change him forever. At any moment, he could have walked away from the conversation. At any moment, he could have said, you're a liar. At any moment, he could have said, no, I don't believe. At any moment. To me, what's amazing about this portion of Scripture is it immediately goes into, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. It's amazing to me. Probably the most recognized scripture in all the world. And it comes pre or post from a conversation that Jesus has with Nicodemus. You want your name in? Want your name in the story? What do you want to be known for? I was a religious person. That I went to church. I gave a certain amount of money. People recognized me. What do you want to be known for? Listen, my friend. Your answer to your question should be, I love God and he lives in my life. And I have asked God to be born again. I've asked him to take the sin out of my life and change me. See, that's your answer. 
So if you want to go to heaven, you've got to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Because he really knows the best. He knows what's best for you. So if my first step to get to heaven is have a personal relationship, what's my second step? Make sure you're bringing others with you. So I've had step one. I gotta have a personal relationship. What's my step two? If you come back next week, I'll give you step three. <laughs> Hear me. Somewhere down deep inside, don't you want your family to go to heaven? Dads, moms, don't you want your children to go to heaven? Then you better get busy. See, nobody's going to walk out of here today and say, man, I didn't get no information. Because some of you have been sitting in a chair way too long. And your family members are on their way the opposite direction and you're still not doing anything. Mark chapter 16, verse number 15 is a very powerful scripture. He said to them, Jesus talking, talking to his disciples, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. <laughs> That's a pretty easy assignment, isn't it? Go into all the world. That's what he's telling the disciples. Listen, Rome. Listen, China, listen, Ecuador, listen. Aren't you glad these guys listened? I'm glad they listened. Because if they had not listened, we would have not had the opportunity to hear, for God so loved the world. We wouldn't have known the story. We wouldn't have known the greatest message ever told. Verse 19 says it like this. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven. Uh-oh, there's that word again. And he sat at the right hand of God. Keep going. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. Man, am I glad they obeyed. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. See, my friend, it's our job to tell. It's God's job to save. Those of you in Rome today, I'm telling you. Those of you that are watching online, I'm telling you. Heaven is a real place. And I want you to go to heaven. Now, I may sound a little forceful. I may be in your face today about it. But I don't want one of you to point a finger at me someday and say, you never told me how to get to heaven. You're going to walk out of this room today and you're going to know 
If I'm going to heaven, I got to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. There's nobody that's not going to have heard those words. And I know that good translator over there has translated it for all you Italians. Say it good, Mary. Say it good. You've got to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's how you're going to get to go to heaven. But how can you only want to go to heaven? Man, I want my girls to go to heaven. I want my wife to go to heaven. She better go to heaven. They are going to have the best cooking class in the whole world in heaven for my wife. Remember, I got to go home with her today. One of you get me for this. I'm coming after you. I want her in heaven. I want my three wonderful daughters in heaven. I want my three wonderful son-in-laws in heaven. I'm looking right at you, son-in-laws. But I want you, daughters and son-in-laws, to make sure my grandbabies all know how to get to heaven. So you're serious about this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. Because I have a job as a father. I have a job as a husband. I have a job as a friend. I have a job as a pastor. But you have the same job. Go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. God didn't say, oh yeah, and those of you that live in Rome in 2019, you have an exemption. Because you're too busy. You're studying in school, so you're too busy. Oh, I just got married. Oh, you're too busy. Oh, I just had a baby. Oh, you're too busy. Oh, I just got a new job. Oh, I got to take six months off. Anybody listening? Do you really think God's going to give you an exemption from telling others about heaven any period of time in your life? When I was 33 years of age, I laid in a hospital bed. The doctors walked in, stood at the end of my bed and said, you're going to die. I was bleeding internally. I just built a building. Grand Rapids, I was, church was exploding positively up good everything was good but I'd gotten sick somehow and was bleeding the doctors couldn't find out what in the world was wrong so the doctor the main guy head the main guy stood at the end of my bed at University of Michigan Hospital and said we can't find out what's wrong with you you are going to die Now, 33 years of age, that is not something anybody wants to hear. But while I was in that hospital for seven days with the doctors and nurses can't figuring out what the world is wrong with me, I took my moments each and every day to tell people that walked in there, God loves you and has a plan for your life. And I can't tell you how many in that week said the prayers with me, God come into my life. I was put in a position 
on my back for seven days, not knowing if I was going to live. I wasn't going to miss my moments. Because if I only had seven more days on this planet, I was going to make sure that everybody knew that there was a God and God loved them. So there is no exemption. There is no excuses that you come to God and say, I don't care about my family. I don't care about my neighbors. I don't care about my co-workers. My friend, we should care about the world. And heaven is real. And I want to do everything within my power to make sure that the world hears that God loves you and God can change your life. If Nicodemus, a wise, intelligent, religious man could come to Jesus and ask the big question, There's not one of us in this room or watching around the world that could not ask the same question. What do I need to do? Ask the question. And I'll guarantee you the God that created you will tell you that he loves you. And no matter what you have done, he will forgive you. And he's got a plan and he's preparing a place for you. It's called heaven. And I guarantee you, we need to not only go, but we need to make sure there's some others that are going to go with us. Say, Pastor, you're all fired up. I had the week off. (laughs) Took the week off. And I was sitting there Sunday because they had a church service. I said, man, I wish I was in Rome today. I missed you. Because I don't want to miss my moments that I can push you on a little bit harder. You're in this city for a reason. Whether you're a tourist or you're a student or you're a diplomat or whatever your reason is for being in the city, God has you here for this moment. Take advantage of this moment. Make sure everybody hears that God loves them. Shout it. Don't be afraid. Because someday we're going to stand before God. Well, he's going to look you face to face and your pastor will not be beside you. You get a single appointment with God. Serious. It's in the Bible. And you're going to look God face to face. And words are going to come out of his mouth. I know you, you're in the book, or I don't know you, you're not in the book. Some of you today are probably squirming a little bit, saying, "Uh uh-oh, where am I at? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) the only person that gets to put your name in the book is you. The only person that gets to take the name out of the book is you. If I was you, I'd make sure the angel knows how to spell your name. <laughs> Did that translate good? <laughs> Pasquale. <laughs> Menome. I want my name in the book. But my friend, look at me in the eyes. 
all the way in China. Look me in the eyes. I want your name in the book. Italians in this room, I want your name in the book. Friends in this room, I want your name in the book. Visitors today, I want your name in the book. The Lamb's book of life. Your name is there. Heaven's your place. How many university students have we had here in the last few months that were brought here by a friend and they gave their life to Christ and their destiny changed? You heard a testimony today of a girl that was lost. Found herself in Rome. Lost. God changed her life. To me, this is where amazing happens. It's not just a cliche. Life change happens in this house. In a few moments, you'll have an opportunity to come and say to the Lord, I'm sorry, change me. I want to go to heaven. How many colleagues, co-workers have you brought to this house the last number of months and they too have given their life to Christ how many situations have you prayed for a job your documents your family a healing miracle over the last number of months and God has answered your prayer God listens to you friend If you do the talking, he'll do the listening. But there's a whole lot of people in this city and there's a whole lot of people around this world that need to hear that God loves you and has a plan for your life. You say, why do you say that? Because whether you like what I'm about to say or not, it's the truth. People are watching you. Your coworkers are watching you. Your classmates are watching you. They're seeing who you are. The profession of Christianity, are you just the person that's the religious person? Are you truly a follower of Christ? The people you work for, do they they see you as an honest, loving, caring, nurturing person that has to be a Christ follower to be like that? They see you as a tyrant, mean, abusive, foul mouth, cheater, liar. How do people see you? you? Say, boy, that's direct, Pastor. Remember, in my heart of hearts today, I want to make sure it's clear. Nobody can walk from this room today and say, no one ever told me. I'm preaching this message as if it's my last message I ever preach in my life. I don't want one of you to miss heaven. And some of you got to get your stuff together. But there is a merciful God that's not sitting up in heaven judging you for all that you've done bad. He's saying, I sent my son 
and he loves you. And whether you come to him at night or you come to him at noonday or you come to him in the, whenever he is there and he's faithful to forgive. Today you have heard about the steps to get to heaven. And how to tell someone else. Heaven is an amazing place. Go back on our live streams and you can watch my full description of week number one. I tell you the floors and the levels and the names and what they're made out of. It's going to be amazing. My mansion is going to be Mac Daddy. So is yours. I'm telling you. Say, how do you know all that? It's in the Bible. He's prepared a place. You think God's going to make you a cheap old house? A little one made out of a little bit of wood? Listen, if he's making the streets out of gold, what do you think your house is going to be made out of? It's going to be Mac Daddy. Now, I know all the people under 30, you understood what I just said. All of these over 30, ask somebody younger what I just said. Listen, friend. I hope you have heard my heart today. I want you to go to heaven. And I want those around you, those you come in contact with, those in your classes, those in your neighborhood, those you work with, I want them to know how to get to heaven. Remember, our job's to tell, God's job to save. You say, Pastor, you don't know some of my friends. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Listen, my friend, everybody's got a story. Everybody has a past. But God, who is rich in mercy, keeps loving and keeps forgiving and keeps forgiving and keeps forgiving and keeps forgiving. And all we do is ask. So today, maybe your name is Nicodemus. And you're coming to Jesus today to say, how can I be born again? Jesus is saying the same words. Believe. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. And you can be saved. Wow. Is that easy? Yeah. In a few moments, like we do every Sunday in this room, we will say this prayer. And you can have a life change. And this incredible journey towards heaven will begin for you. And those of you that may have gotten sidetracked and you've gone down the wrong lane or something happened, it's time to get back on. For those of you who have not been vocal and, and, and talking to your friends and colleagues about this plan, it's time to get busy. Because you don't know how long you have on this planet. No one knows. The Bible even says that. No one knows the day nor the hour. Get ready, get ready when the Son of Man is coming. Get ready, get ready, get ready.
get ready, get your house ready, get your friends ready, get everybody ready. Heaven is a real place. And I want you to go there. Would you bow your heads, please? Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. And today I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing. Because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today that you're going to have a life change. Things are going to be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you, and He has a plan for your life. Bless you.